At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's the podcast where we talk about educational films, experimental films, and weird documentaries. This is Matt here. This is Luke. Luke is here today, and we're getting out of the box, out of that educational box. Yeah, well, Matt opens every episode with this spiel of what this podcast is, and so far he's only done educational films. Right. So I thought I'd force him to watch a 20-minute Japanese anime. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we looked at... um, Digi- it's just called Digimon Adventure. Digimon Adventures. And um, it's not like an actual pilot. You said it, it is a movie. So this was being made independently, I think. And then a separate studio, a separate team was working on the TV series. And then they said, actually, please use the characters from the TV series. But when this was made, all he had to go on was the little Tamagotchis. So that's why in this film it starts as an egg, it grows into the three different stages... Then it has a battle, because that's what you could do on the original Digimon toys. Okay, yeah, because I was... Um, you say you're showing it to me because you, you haven't shown it to anyone out of the blue. Like, no one's just seen this well, out of context. In the West, we got the TV series, and then, like, two years into the TV series, they chopped together three of the different short films to make a 90-minute cinematic movie. So I've, I... Until, like, last year or the year before, I'd never seen it in that form. Right, so I guess it's actually in my wheelhouse to um, summarize this one then. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I usually force on my on the other person, but um, yeah, that we're at home in a I, I guess a Tokyo apartment, and um, something weird comes out of the computer with the uh, toddler embracing this digital egg that came out of the computer. His brother, the brother, is a little skeptical about it. Um, the egg opens to give the weird black poo-looking thing, which then grows into a pink poo-looking thing, and then into, like, several stages of dinosaurs. Um, a bird comes from space, I guess, and hatches. And I think then, that also came from the digital world, but, yeah, it's very vague in this one. It's pretty vague. Um, and they have sort of a, you know, um, a, a, a straight-up Japanese monster movie battle with each other, uh, ending in them, I guess, digitally obliterating each other or something like that. I guess that. so. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm I'm not I don't really know what I'm looking at so much. Um, I was thinking this doesn't seem like Tenable as like a TV series or anything. The TV series is very different. Yeah, I imagine. But they flash back to this event. So the kids who saw this uh-huh. are the ones who later get Digimon partners. Okay. But yeah, this event is fucking very... It's a kaiju thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, is Digimon kaiju? I thought... It's much more kaiju than Pokemon is. Okay. Because yeah. you get very big ones, and sometimes they come through to our world and smash shit up. Oh, okay. There we go. So it is a lot more kaiju than Pokemon, yeah. Because I, I know you'd mentioned, like, Summer Wars, uh, a, a Japanese movie, being a, a bit on the Digimon lines. So there was this movie, and then the day after that, the TV started airing. Then there's a 52-episode Japanese anime, like there is... Then there was another movie, bookending the series, made by the same director, which is a very similar plot to Summer Wars, and that director then made Summer Wars. Oh, okay. So there's like kind of a through line there. Yeah. In other <laughs> words. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you say it showed it like a film festival or something. I, I can see that. I, I used to 
like maybe in the late 80s and through the 90s occasionally go to the the film festivals around the land like the art shows where it's just like you know 20 short films kind of stacked on top of each I think other. it's a thing where they do a festival like that and simultaneously they would air on TV and right. then the next you know that year's season of anime would start the next week okay so this is like they made separate pilots for whatever the franchises they were about to make so this guy is a film director mm. but he was in communication with the studio who were about to launch the TV series so of course the TV series does not have animation like this in its fight scenes <laughs> like, yeah I was sitting there and looking at it and thinking like wow it's got all this photorealistic stuff and especially in the 90s late 90s that, yeah. that it, it, it definitely seemed a little higher quality than I was expecting uh, animation wise I am a big fan of the Digimon anime but it's not good animation and that's part of why it's good <laughs> people always talk about um, it didn't have a big budget so they were forced to write characters Right. So it ended up being a pretty decent little series. But yeah, when this guy is in charge, he's like an actual auteur director and you get really good movies like this. Um, one, yeah, and it also it struck me on this one, like the entire soundtrack is Bolero. Yeah, so that's doubly weird for me because I grew up watching the weird Western cut, which one day we'll do a sci-fi sanctuary on, but I want to get someone involved in it because it's such a bizarre... They take like two hours worth of Japanese short films and cut them down to one 90 minute movie and it's mental. But it's got like this like late 90s, early 2000s soundtrack of like Funk Soul Brother and um, bloody, hey now, you're a rock star. Oh, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth, and everything, yeah. Yes. So like in the scene where the little blob thing is bouncing off their faces, in my head, I expect Funk Soul Brother to kick in. <laughs> but no, in the Japanese one, it's just Bolero all the way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I definitely thought that was like a weird choice. I mean, I guess you don't need to license it or anything like that. I think that, that's exactly but... what it is, because he does it in Our War Game as well, which is the one that comes after the series. Okay. The Summer Wars one. So is the movie like like an anthology film where they, yeah. where they try splicing it all together? They try and they put some narration in. So it's like, this happened when we were kids, and this happened a few years later, and this happened a few years later than that. But it ends up making very little sense to me, the kid who'd watched all of the TV series, and definitely didn't make sense to the uncle I dragged to watch it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so is this like a prologue sort of then? Yeah. But okay. like I said, they started off, they wanted to make a completely separate thing. Then the studio was like, oh, actually, we want to link all of our franchise together. So, like, please use these two characters. But it still is pretty standalone. Yeah, okay. But then they do end up flashing back to it in the series. How old are they in the series? So he's like a fifth grader, uh-huh. and so she's two or three years younger. Okay. So they're only like 11, and that shot of him at the end where he hugs the Greymon, uh-huh. that's him in the series. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and uh, I guess I wouldn't know what it got right, because I don't know anything about Digimon. What did it get wrong, then? There's nothing to get right or wrong. This is the beginning. Oh, okay. Everything else gets it wrong from this. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, when this was made, Digimon was a range of Tamagotchis. Right. And he, from that, I think this did it pretty damn well, right? They get a little monster from the egg, they raise it, it evolves into a fucking beast. In five hours. Fights another beast. <laughs> yeah, seems, seems legitimate. I, I guess I'm just saying from, like, the mainline Digimon, where is this wrong? Um, the only big difference, like, once you get into the mainline series, they have more of a relationship with their individual Digimon. Um, whereas this one isn't any... It's not their Digimon. They happen to find it and raise it, but it's not, like, their partner or anything. Mm-hmm. Um... So in the series, the way Digimon work, they just fight tooth and claw like real animals. And as they get stronger, they evolve. The thing that's special about the kids' ones is they can temporarily take on the big form and then go back. But this one doesn't do that because it's just a wild beast. Yeah, okay. But I've read interviews with the director. He took it like... 
it's kind of like the same thing that happened with the Transformers comics, where they gave it to like young aspiring writers, so they took it way more seriously than you would think it deserves. Mm. So he was thinking like, like you notice you never see the adults in this, and the director said like, I don't like to leave anything incomplete. If I showed their faces, they'd have to be characters, but I don't want them to be characters. This is about kids. Right, they get a few lines though. Yeah, but like they are there as like a presence. They're not characters. They could have peanuts there. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, there's the whole thing of he set it in an apartment block so that the children could, like, look down on it like it was a coliseum. Yeah, yeah, I did think that was kind of cool. And he made a point of making um, the good one actually fired first. Mm. Because he didn't want it to be simple, good good and bad. Right. He wanted it to be monsters having a fight. Yeah, as... as but again, occurs. the American one, I think, does make way more of a point of this one is protecting them from a bad one, mm-hmm. which this one didn't do. So it's pretty interesting. But yeah, um, so when this aired on TV, maybe a few of the kids watching had played the toy, but really this was their introduction to Digimon. So you've had the pretty true experience of discovering this weird fucking franchise. Oh, right. <laughs> so you moved to Japan like 13, 14 years ago? Yeah. But you're not like a, like, you know, our friend Matt, he's an anime guy, I'm a Nintendo guy. You're not like a big Japan guy. You just sort of found your way here, right? Yeah, I just kind of stumbled on in. So did you have much of a history watching anime as a kid or a teen or an adult? Um, I think the ones I came across, uh, when I was like six or seven, I was really into Voltron. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Voltron. I remember seeing what uh, in America was Star Blazers. Okay. But it, that's Space Battleship Yamato. Okay. I remember seeing well, some of that. Well, I can't believe they gave that a American version. They cut it's out. It's all about glorifying a Japanese World War Two battleship. Yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> and they cut. They cut out all the sexy bits with the robot trying to uh. um, grope and stuff, and some of the violence. But yeah, I have seen the proper one. A, a few, actually, a few years ago, I watched the proper one, so okay. that was pretty cool. Because I remember one of those episodes scars me, scarred me, because there's like the. This is the android. He ends up like on the side of a ship, like he's like had a jettison his arms and legs, and that huh. that kind of just tripped me out when I was like seven or eight years old. Dang. <laughs> okay. Because my getting into anime was Pokemon and Digimon, mm. but th- this was at the time they were like the number one kids' cartoons, and they obviously they were dubbed into American with American voice actors. Pokemon is in its own sort of fantasy world, so I guess I wasn't really aware mm. it was Japanese at the time. Well, yeah, I, Digimon, I didn't know Voltron or, was yeah. or anything like that. So. I think Digimon was the first one I watched where I was like, oh, this is clearly set in Japan. <laughs> like, they walk around very Japanese like, yeah. cityscapes and stuff. Specific no, I, Tokyo. I locations. remember when seeing animes, uh, you know, again, I wasn't deep, but seeing them, like like Dragon Ball, yeah. uh, which I, I didn't really see till university. A little bit in high school, but uh, mostly because friends were watching it. But I think, wow, these uh, cities are so, like, trippy and sci-fi. And it's like, no, that's just like what cities look like in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, stuff like Speed Racer, they would go out of their way to pretend it's not Japanese, right? Yeah. Because, well, that was when the Japan was... They just had a war with them, like, 20 years before that, so... I still don't know if uh, Transformers series counts as Japanese or not. No, it doesn't, but then after the... After the American conclusion, Japan made two more seasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> and they're based on Japanese toys. Right. Yeah, right. Well, there's that. That's... a double weird one. Okay. But, no, the, West, the animation is all... Like, Marvel Comics wrote the original premise. Right. And then it was a Western animation. Okay. Although I think animated in, like, the Philippines or something. Yeah, I've never really been straight on where Transformers comes from, so... <laughs> That's <laughs> because it's such a weird place that it comes from. Yeah. A Digimon, at least, it's, like, clear where it comes from. Although, so. funny fun fact, it's not. No one knows who made it. 
What, Transformers? Oh, Digimon. Oh, Digimon. It's like Bitcoin, is it? It just emerged from Hasbro, and they've never officially named, like, who created it. Oh, okay. They have, like, um, they have a creator, but it's a fake name. <laughs> so people speculate, oh, maybe it did just fucking emerge from the digital world onto their computers. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, Digi- like, Digimon was a big thing for me as a kid. I fucking loved it. I still do now, right? You know, even a few years ago, my daughter, like, really wanted a Tamagotchi, which seemed, even my wife thought that was weird and you know, 2018 no, or great. Okay. We had trouble finding one, though. Yeah. They've had a big resurgence very recently. That must have been why she wanted one. Um, but they brought out, like, Evangelion ones and stuff. Well, yeah, because we were looking... <laughs> little Eva. And she, she wanted, like, an old-school one. Yeah, she yeah, didn't yeah. Want, yeah, because there were newer ones, so she said, no, I want one of the, the old-school Yeah, ones. you just want a little creature on a screen that you feed. It's fun. I get it. Yeah. But then, yeah, the Digimon is even better, because you know, I can plug it into Matty's and destroy him. <laughs> do, do the Tamagotchis poop? Yeah. Okay. I didn't... I never had one. I mean. Yeah, you, they, you feed them, they poop, you put them to sleep at night. Okay. And then, if you go from Tamagotchi to Digital Monster, you also have to train it so it's strong. Okay, I, I I was I was starting university when those things came to the stage. I was busy chasing tail. I was not yet chasing tail. Different. I tail, do remember though. Kind of tail. My first Digimon resurgence when I was like eighteen. Me and my buddy Dom ordered the Digivices off the internet and got super into them. That was when I did have a girlfriend and was having sex. And <laughs> she used to get real embarrassed if we would like go shopping. She's like trying on shoes, so I'm just sat feeding a Digimon. <laughs> I guess that was. See, because I often like to think, like, oh, I did used to have a sense of shame, and then when I reinvented myself as a bald guy. But no, I never gave a shit what people thought of me in public. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Any, anyway, did, were there other questions as, as the neophyte here you wanted to get my observation on? Um, okay, if you'd just, like, stumbled across this on TV and there wasn't a guy here to ask questions, what would you have thought was going on? Um... Okay, oh, right, so it comes out from the digital, it grows. Honestly, like I said, the thing that stuck out the most was like, that's an awful lot of Bolero, don't they have some other music? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. That that was my main take. Uh, Yeah, I was just like, okay, Monster comes out of the computer, gets bigger, that's awful fast. I definitely wouldn't have thought this is the start of some franchise or series. Right. I would have thought, well, I guess that's why you're bringing it in and having me call it, like, experimental film, because if you're watching this in a theater before... It's a proper anime. I guess it is kind of an experimental-ish film. Yeah. And it it does, from everything I've read from the director, it does sound like every opportunity he got, he pushed the boundaries of what he's allowed to make as a franchise thing. (laughs) Um, The guy who wrote the first few Pokemon movies was the same. There was a whole thing. You know the, the thing where it gave all the kids epilepsy? Right. But because that happened, the studio was so focused on damage control it basically let him write the first movie on his own. <laughs> so it came out super dark. <laughs> but it is still, to this day, the most financially successful Japanese film. All right. At least abroad. Um, Shin Godzilla is the most successful here. And I think Demon Slayer has overtaken that. But the Pokemon movie, in terms of international numbers, mm. is the most successful Japanese film. And it's only as good as it is because the studio <laughs> let him do what he wanted. Okay, here we go with the question. Why does the Digimon only talk in one form? Oh, because the director wanted to show that it changes as it grows. Right. That it's that he wanted it, he wanted you to not understand Digimon by the end of this film. <laughs> because he said if he just gave you all the answers in this, why would you watch the series? Mm. Digimon are meant to be this strange, unknowable, mysterious thing. And kids are meant to think, wow, what's happened? Is he still a good guy? Is he a bad guy now? Kids are meant to think like these creatures are mysterious and I want to see more. 
Why didn't I get a talking dinosaur, though? You do in the Japanese, in the American dub. Yeah. And in the series, you do. Okay. But the point of this was he wanted it to be like, first it's this bizarre thing, then it's their friend, and then once it becomes a dinosaur, you don't know anymore. Yeah. You don't know, is this thing still their friend? Is it just a monster? It was meant to be a little confusing in that way. Well, that, but that I'm really glad you asked that, because that shows that it did kind of work, right? Right. <laughs> you leave this film thinking like, what are Digimon? Are they our friends? I guess I want to tune in next week. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have been stupid if the dinosaurs started talking in this one. I, uh, because it well, does... Well, it does in the American one, and it is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what did it say? But it's just like, well, it even it corrects them. They keep calling it Karamon. He's like, no, I'm Greymon now. Like, I'll protect you, kids, and shit like that. Oh, okay. Turns into Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably good they it's left just, that out here, though. Yeah, fine in the series, where that can happen over, like, many weeks. But here, it's like... It, once it turns into Greymon, it's fucking kaiju, right? You don't want it to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, Americans can't deal with that much ambu- ambiguity, I guess. Yeah, they put loads of narration and explanation into it. It's really dumb. <laughs> but this, this, I do still have a lot of nostalgia for that movie because it's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so... It could only have happened in 1999. Right. It's just like this... I think maybe like 2001 actually came out in the... But it's so like... The music is weird. It's got like a Digimon rap at the start. <laughs> it's this weird chopped together mess of three Japanese films. <laughs> it's trying to trying to tie into like two different series of the anime at once. I, I can't believe it got made and was in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah, this one makes perfect sense that it got made, and it's just the only shocking thing is that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you never know when some of these things come out as uh, interesting hits. But yeah, yeah, I was definitely like, hey, this animation's pretty good. But yeah, uh, I guess if I were to get deeper into Digimon, I'd quickly get disappointed on that angle. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing. I want to know who... Like, I, if, if I was the target audience and I was like 10 years old and I saw this and I started watching the series the week after, I'd have been fine. If I was, like, the 30-year-old guy who just happened to catch this, for oh, that's good animation, and that's some monster stuff. I used to like Godzilla when I was a kid. And tuned in next week, I'd be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I've been sold a straight-up lie. <laughs> well, they sold it well, I guess. So, who's yep. that? Um, I guess we'll, we'll bring it into the doc for today. Uh, for, for RL Hygiene, you can find it at Twitter. RL Hygiene Pod at Twitter. Facebook and the like. Um, you talk about lots of monsters more than this. Oh yeah, I guess this is one where it does make sense to plug my Pokemon podcast uh, right yeah. now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find my Pokemon podcast at Luke Loves PKMN on Twitter, or just search Luke Loves Pokemon on your your Twitters and your podcast feeds and your YouTubes and that. Um, yeah, it's very different to this. It's me. It's very scripted, and I talk about a specific monster each month. Um, I really do love Pokemon, but I do love Digimon a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Luke loves Digimon. Okay, there's not well, enough. Well, because Digimon. there's not enough audience. And uh, well, Pokemon is like they bring out a new game. You get a specific number of Pokemon. It's very easy to catalog. Digimon, they just do what they want. So <laughs> you would. You you could follow up with Luke loves Ampamon. They just like all the a, weird bread guys. They got like a thousand <laughs> characters in Ampamon. Yeah, and it's all like a weird Jesus metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, yeah, we gotta go because we all gotta feed our Tamagotchis, I guess. Yep. Peace. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done. 